0: Girl Fridays. I'm Natalie and I'm Marin. Hi, hey. You remembered your name this time. I remembered my name. I I want to say I'm with it. Not 100% sure mm-hmm. because I am so excited to get into today's topic of 1999. I know. But I am also so scatterbrained about this year because so much happened. Yeah, like so much happened and then also so much didn't happen. I don't know, because it was like such a time where everyone was staring down the barrel of this gun of the 2000s, and it was like, well, what's going to happen? There's a lot of weirdness and a lot of greatness, too. Yes. First of all, before we get into it, what are you fangirling over? Kind of on my same theme of getting, getting back together, you know, getting into 2019, getting into my routine. You may or may not know, I keep a planner. I do know. Um, okay, good. I just, for some reason... I was like, is that a, a me? You're asking me or collectively? I, my iPhone is my life, but for yeah. some reason, I don't like the calendar. You like a tactile situation. I don't like the way it looks. I just... Yeah, it's hard. Mm. I don't like it. So Bando is having a planner sale. Oh. And so I bought one of their cool planners, and I love it so much. Please tell me your search term to get to it was cool planner. No. no oh, I, okay. I... It just was on I the homepage. I always look at their planners, but I'm like, Do I, I can't really justify this amount of money for it. Uh-huh. I love you, but I can't. Right. And I got an email that said they were having a sale <gasps> on planners, and it was meant to be. They know you. So I bought one that says, and it says, this will be my year on the front. Left. And it has three pages of stickers. Oh, it came yeah. with a little poster. It has, like, motivating things in it that are fun. They're Adorable. are just, like, cheesy. And they put Dolly Parton's birthday in there as a holiday. I mean... They get you. They get me. I'm so glad I have it. I feel very important even though it's like I don't have that much going on to write down in it. But right. I feel important. I Are feel you a, t- like, together. a write-in pen or a write-in pencil kind of guy? I am a write-in multicolored <gasps> pens based oh. on the event. Okay, okay, okay. So I do, okay. like, one color for, like, fun things. Love. One color for, like, things I have to do outside of work, like, but it's still kind of work. Okay. Like, if we're doing a Fangirl Fridays thing oh. or if I have band practice, like, that's a color... Hmm. I have a color for doctor's appointments. Am I upset that that's not in the fun color pen choice? You know, but whatever. It's I know, fun, I know, but I know. It's, it's work that we have to do. I get it. This get is it. like a part-time job. Yeah, uh-huh. fair. Um, what are you fangirling over? I am fangirling over, is it going to be a new segment? I don't know. Essentially, it's fangirl fitness. We have unintentionally just started taking weird fitness classes together. It's so fun. It started with a lack fit. Then you came to Orange Theory with me. You didn't die. I think you were nervous you were going to die. You did Mm -hmm. great. Um, And then now we're going to go to Pony Spot, which you have talked about on the podcast. Yes. And we might take a tie bow class. It might come up later. (laughs) I don't know. I'm really (laughs) pumped about it. Uh, I just like this weirdness and this variety. I'm very into it. Yeah, I am too. We have never hiked, I'm thinking now, which is strange. Big big hiking town, Los Angeles. I do hike, but I do. It's not an easy hike. It's mostly uphill. But you know, I'm not a hiker. Like, are a, you a hiker? Uh, I mean, do you think Runyon Canyon is a hike? I'm, I don't know if I've done it. <gasps> what? You've lived here this long? I don't want to get trapped somewhere for like eight miles. <laughs> you won't. It's very short. It's and three I don't, miles. don't. It's just a up and maybe down. I it's have all done paved. It. I do the Hollywood sign all the time. Oh yeah, I like that's that. That's what I do. Um, that's kind of a hike if you go up the back way. I just mean definitely a hike. A hike. Where it's like you're on... Like I need a granola bar? No, I'm talking danger. (laughs) Oh, okay. okay. Like this is a steep incline. I hope your shoes are okay because you will slip and die. Like there's like switchbacks? No. Yeah. Um, Or you have to use your arms to get up something? No. I will never. If you go up the other way of the Hollywood sign, it's tricky. Let me tell you. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, It depends. Like I've done both. I would say more I'm like an urban hiker if I had a default. Great. We should do Renny and we can add that to our fangirl fitness. It's been real great. I just told you that the class we're going to take, like, involves some sort of dance. And I'm just, like, the a whitest. A The whitest white girl. And I told you you had to stand in front of me so you didn't laugh at me. So we'll see. We'll give you all an update. I take secret video footage. No, mean. No. I mean, also fine. Post it on our story. It's fine. I have no shame. Um, that's it. That's kind of all I'm fangirling over. I finished Hello, Ladies. I really liked it. The last episode was really great. There's only eight episodes. There's a movie. Oh, But, you know, I've realized that I'm, like, a total devotee to TV time because the movie is not in Mm. TV time. And I was like, well, I'm not going to watch this if I I don't get credit for it. (laughs) Casual plug. Yeah, casual plug. But I was just like, well, because on HBO, it, like, associates it with the show. It's episode nine. But in TV time, it's not. So I was like, well. I think that's how Daria was, too. Really? Mm. Hmm. Interesting. 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 Um, So that's it. That's all I got. Are we really ready to talk about 1999? I feel like I'm going to burst. What did I say to you today? I said I think much of who I am today is based on the fact that I was 17 in 1999. I mean, it doesn't have to do with my age, but so many things that came out in 1999 have affected my entire life. Completely. I think before we even start, we can just say this was the year of the teen. And not just because I was a teenager, but like, when you add up everything together, yeah, when you look at the pop culture, whoa, like people were real into teens. Um, we actually found this article, I can't even remember what the website was from mm. the publish it now. But it was talking a lot about like, the golden age of movies, which I know you'll get into. Um, but the last part of it, I was like, this is me. This was the closing sentence okay. of this article. We owe the vibrant teen culture of today to these financially secure non-rebels, the trailblazing <laughs> mall rats of 1999, and also to the grown-ups who figured out how to grab a hold of that money. A hundred percent. I loved the, the financially secure non-rebels. I was like, mm-hmm, that describes me as a 17-year-old perfectly. Um, and I, I just, I appreciate it so much. For some much. reason, I thought I was older, Oh, I was in like 1999, I was probably like 12. No, I was 10. You were straight up 10. But you were 10, 10 for the whole year, at least. Yeah, I was 10 for the whole year, but a lot of this stuff, I'm sure, like, obviously we have so many movies to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure I watched them on later. VHS yes. a year later. Right. I don't care. So I'm you were about it. 10 for almost the entire year. I was 16 for almost the entire year and turned 17 at the end of 1999. Well, driving. Well, I got my driver's license when I was a sophomore. I was like fully driving, had my car. I might have even gotten my new car at that time because my first car was 10 years old when I got it, mm-hmm. and it died. It might have died the summer of 1999, and I got a new one. Um, we'll put that in the lows. We'll put that in the lows. That'll be my personal anecdote for the lows. So we can't start anywhere but the movies. That's what started this whole thing. That's what started this whole idea, you go. and it's just I couldn't even. I was Believe like, it. I'm going to pull facts for every movie. No, I did not do that. There are so many movies. It's too much. I just couldn't handle it. Too much. I was freaking out. Mm-hmm. But I think there's like a top tier of teen movies. Okay. So there are several. Yes. But I think there's a trifecta. Okay. Tell me. 10 Things I Hate About You, mm-hmm. She's All That, mm-hmm. and Drive Me Crazy. Mm. There are others. There are Varsity Blues, Cruel Intentions, even Jawbreaker, um, Jawbreaker, and then two of my favorites, Dick and Drop Dead Gorgeous. I'll yeah. get to in a minute. Okay, but I feel like these three for me are just teen movie perfection uh-huh. of the '90s. Okay, I'm gonna have a controversy, but it's you go drive first. me crazy. Yep, I know it's 100%. fine, but you're wrong. Well, but see, I love it because of Britney, which we'll talk about. So you go. Okay, well, Ten Things I Hate About You, I think is your favorite teen movie. Uh, it's up, it's there. up there. Would never been kissed, but it's top three for sure. I, I have never been kissed on this list. Okay. I don't know if I call it a teen movie. Really? Oh. Okay, so 10 Things I Hate About You. Heath Ledger's first oh, American movie. Oh god. The moment so we beautiful. all fell in love with Heath. Hot tip that I found out. Not tip, fact. Good emphasis on hot. Uh-huh. Yes. He was originally supposed to sing I Think I Love You Partridge Family <laughs> on the on the benches. You would have just died. You would not have existed. No, but they couldn't use it because Jerry O'Connell sings it in Scream 2 which had come out like Around the same time uh, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like no that doesn't happen it, yeah it does. it does I remember it definitely does mm-hmm. because because they're in college and he sings it right and then everyone dies Jerry O'Connell wow okay continue yeah. this movie for me it's has the perfect like rebel girl yeah and she's cool into girl bands she she wants to get out of her home and then but then to balance it out you get the perfect like sister mm-hmm. if you're maybe you don't want to be that rebel girl yeah me Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So you wanted that prom crop top? Uh, yeah. I mean, that was me. Like, those, not, I didn't have a prom crop top, but, like. You were very popular. No, but, like, that subset, it was just, like, the, her and her little, like, group was a, a little bit closer to my experience than Kat, for example. Okay. I was very much a rule follower. Yeah. I get you. Um, Gabrielle Union, also in this movie, but her first appearance in film was actually She's All That. Same year. She's also straight up, like, 26 when she's making these movies, and she looks 15, and I hate it. Yeah. It's so unfair. (laughs) Same year. And she saw that was the last movie to be reviewed by Gene Siskel, Uh who unfortunately passed away in 1999. Yeah. But he... Didn't he like it? He loved this movie. Yeah. I get it. Then you have Drive Me Crazy, Melissa Joan Hart, we get the Britney Spears in there. Mm -hmm. It literally is Can't Buy Me Love, but in the 90s, but it's one of my favorites. I don't know. I feel like... It just has a more real level to it, or there's something, like, quirky that the other movies didn't have. Maybe. It's not as commercial. Yeah. Well, maybe um, it's because, like, people don't believe, like, my husband, <laughs> that Melissa Joan Hart was this, like, total babe. It's and even And maybe it's a little bit different. I think just the use of the friends were more interesting. Mm. Um, Adrian Grenay's character, uh, Chase, that's his name, like, one of the friends was, like, a designated driver that... The popular kids just used all the time, and they mm-hmm. kind of used that story. And his other friend was like a really cool, like film editor, and was making music videos. Oh god! You can't say what the friends did, and she's all that. They were no, no. They were just what's like what's little Kim doing? Nothing, nothing. But I mean, Paul Walker, I don't know. Like they're like people are cute. They just placed bets because they're mean. Yeah, and like <laughs> Usher, he's a DJ. I don't know, but he's not even really in it until like that scene. No, I too actually much. read that the dance scene. That we all love because yeah. it's so random uh-huh. was actually pretty random. They just needed to fill more time for the movie. Love. So they ended up going back and putting in a dance sequence in the prom scenes. Great. Perfect solution. Wonderful. Yeah. But that's how that joke is like, why is everyone a professional dancer at the <laughs> totally. school? Um also I don't think we're giving Matthew Lillard enough credit oh, for no, just he was like, like a, king a king of the nineties. Loved it so much. So why drive me crazy over Never Been Kissed? And tell me, okay, so tell me why uh, you don't no, think it's a teen movie. No, 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 no. I did not say that. I'm <laughs> mad. <laughs> Straight up yelled at me. I said Never Been Kissed I don't consider a teen movie. Why? And that's because it's Drew Barrymore's not a teen. True. But she's playing a I teen. I She whole goes to thing. high school. And I just, I love Never Been Kissed so much. It's one of our favorite movies Absolutely. of all time. mm mm-hmm. I don't consider it a teen movie because it's my favorite movie. Oh, it's like, like it's in and above, um, It's a different it's echelon. these movies. I get it. I get it. I read something really interesting about this, and I know you probably still want to talk about sort of the more like quirky or darker ones or like darker comedy. Um, but a lot of these movies resonated so well because they were written by young people. Like yeah. all of the people – So were in their 20s maybe 30 when they either wrote or directed these movies as well as the actors yeah true which I always love I like having older teens absolutely Uh, but so they have this kind of authentic quality because people weren't too far removed very similar to a Pete and Pete they were like basically young and dumb making shows about young dumb kids and it like has that level of realism because they're not too far removed Mm -hmm. okay you have to talk about Drop Dead Gorgeous. It's upsetting me that I can only touch on these movies. I know because we could talk about Never Been Kissed for three hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen it so many times. I, know. I can't even get into it. Like, I'm now I, I'm just like lonely yeah, rider, like, bucket five, single. Chelsea Grossi. Um So Drop Dead Gorgeous and Dick came out the same summer. I'm. Kirsten obsessed Dunst. with both of these movies. Mm-hmm. I post every summer, Fourth uh, of July on Instagram that these movies, came, these two movies starring Kirsten Dunst with patriotic themes came out mm-hmm. in the same summer, and that's what makes me proud to be an American. Love it. These movies, I don't know if it's because they weren't popular. They were definitely like random blockbuster choices. Oh yeah, good, key art. Mm-hmm. Yes. good the key art, loving yes, because the key art's bright and mm-hmm. cool. But these movies have stayed with me forever. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Minnesota. Did not get good reviews. No. But it is a cult classic. Mm-hmm. It's so funny and dark. Yeah, but real dark. It definitely helped shape my sense of humor. Yeah. And I've always loved mockumentary style, like, between that and Waiting for Guffman. Like, that's what my friends and I would do with our video cameras. Yeah. We were always doing that. And then Dick I also loved. Did not know anything about Nixon as a 10-year-old. Yeah. You're like, what? If I had to take a test in, like, the fifth grade about Nixon, (laughs) I probably would have wrote uh, all about this movie, about how they were deep throat. Uh Uh-huh. And also Virgin Suicides, starring Kirsten Dunst, came out. At Cannes in 1999. It was actually oh. released in 2000. Makes sense. But it was such a year for her. I I couldn't even call it a comeback because she did interview with a vampire and Jumanji, Small Soldiers. Yeah. And then but she did our teen, really... our teen TV movies um, where she was pregnant. But so... this was really like her A game. Oh, yeah. Like across the world. Yeah, like, and then you get – This is where she became a star and then Bring It bring on. on comes yeah. Perfection. Perfection, a perfect teen, very much a perfect teen. Um, I just like have this, you know, connection to *Drop Dead Gorgeous* because it was filmed in Minnesota. It's filmed the the mall now is like been updated, but it was like kind of sh- like I, the whole part of that was you just like any time there were movies filmed in Minnesota because it never happened. You're like, I'm obsessed with this movie, and of course, it's like a great teen movie, so I love it. Yeah, um, yeah. Never Been Kissed. It's interesting that you're saying that it's not a teen movie. I feel like it is, but, again, it came out when I was a teenager, so I have this, like, even further connection yeah. to it. I just, maybe it's a little, not deeper than a teen movie. Mm-hmm. There's more going on. Like, she has a job. She does have a job, yeah. She's Gary falling Marshall's in, love in with it. someone who maybe should be arrested or might may- see a therapist because he likes underage people. I don't know. Mr. Coulson. Whew. The number of times I've seen Michael Vartan, like, out and about, is concerning. I haven't seen him in a while, but... I would die. Damn. Like, first of all, he's all tatted up. He's, he's got what? a full sleeve. Full sleeve. Well, now I'm fine. I don't want to see him. Uh, Yeah. He's a little thinner than you'd like him to be. At least the last time I saw him, this was maybe like two years ago. But, whew. Whew. Still super attractive. Um, Fun fact about Drop Dead Gorgeous, because <laughs> we're all over the place mm-hmm. already in this episode. Yep. Great. Um, the original title for that movie was Dairy Queen's. Oh, yeah, I knew but that. But yeah. obviously they couldn't call it that because yeah. Dairy Queen would sue. Right. So I'm going to keep it on a movie. Now, this movie had less, like, impact on me personally, but more impact on just, like, life in general. The Blair Witch Project. I'm so scared. I'm not, did not see it, age 10, no. obviously. So... This The reason I find it so interesting is because I remember being affected by, like, the word-of-mouth internet marketing campaign that kind of, like, went along with this. Now, as we all recall, I am a scaredy cat, Mm -hmm. and I'm terrified of anything scary at all. So then when you're, like, whispering to your friends, it's like, oh, I heard that these people are actually, like, dead or they're missing, and, like, this is real found footage. Like, this is the first internet viral campaign like no matter what people want to say this is it and you just like it wasn't even a thought that that was fake because like how would it be fake like no one had ever used the internet for like evil Uh in that way yet and so it was like oh okay great, great whatever so this movie took eight days to make it was 20 hours of raw footage that got edited down to 82 minutes conflicting stories about the total budget i've read everything from like 25,000 to 60,000, anywhere up to like 500,000 with like editing and all of that stuff. Um, but it is essentially the most successful independent movie of all time because it made $250 million. Whoa. Yes, so it premieres at Sundance. On January 25th, 1999, we're coming up right on the 20-year anniversary, Mm -hmm. and it then gets like acquired for a million dollars by Artisan Entertainment, and they then sort of like, you know, release it. It becomes what it becomes. So Blair Witch is directly responsible for this notion of like found footage. It kind of like ushers in this- paranormal activities. Yes, paranormal activity, Cloverfield. Um, It's a total like sleeper hit. No one saw it coming, and I can like distinctly- distinctly remember cuz then it like finally you know comes to theaters in the summer of 1999 uh-huh. I can distinctly remember in the middle of a softball doubleheader in the summer like chatting about this with my friends being like have you guys heard about this movie like i've heard it's a real thing like how are they going to actually show this like these people are dead and it's like what you know what i mean like you literally had no no concept that you were being lied to and they would hand out flyers of like have you seen these people like Please provide so us so smart. So smart, like please provide information. They carried this on for a year. The original IMDb page listings like listed these people as missing, and it was just like they really, really kept it going. And I mean, we've never been the same. In theory, yeah. like I don't even think you could do that again. No, I don't think so. Um, because everyone will be like, "Oh, it's a Blair Witch thing." Yeah, like, they're real. So I read. So the, you have seen this movie or no? Yeah, but like. Under a sheet. Like, every okay. time I watch it, I'm like, no. I saw this movie when I was, hmm, like, early 20s. And I didn't like it that much. And mm-hmm. I was so mad at the, like, last minute. Because it's a jump scare, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. You wait all this time. And it scared me. And I was so mad at it. Yeah. I was like, that was it? But, at the, but in 1999, that's a game changer. I get it. Absolutely. But I don't know if it holds up. I also have not seen the sequel, which I any came map. out last year, the year before. Uh, hot tip. They're working on a TV show. Ooh, would watch. Oh, actually, I have like one of those Google cardboard eye things you put on your phone. Oh, yeah. uh huh. Like a VR thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see what's free. And it was around the time of the sequel. So there was a Blair Witch VR experience for your phone. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. And it's just dark forest. I'm like, in my shoulders, basically, like <laughs> having these Google glasses looking around my room, like taking them on and off because yeah, I just see know. like a tree with something hanging and it's so dark and uh, it's so nerve wracking. I yeah. don't recommend. Don't, don't recommend. Um, okay. What else do you have? I don't want to keep it in movies, but I have to. Okay. First of all, let me say Matrix came out this year, didn't, mm-hmm. uh, Fight, Fight Club, Club sucks. Mm-hmm. Said it. American Pie, Notting Hill. Oh, Notting Hill. Wow. Yeah. Rom coms. Cruel intentions. Life changing. <sighs> A movie to carry on my theme from 1997. Mm-hmm. 1999 brought us the Austin Powers sequel, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Yeah. My childhood was Mike Myers. Fat Bastard. Yeah, Fat Bastard, Mini Me, mm-hmm. Heather Graham. It's weird to think that Mini Me isn't in the first one because I, I like know. completely associate Mini Me with Austin Powers, and it's like, oh no, wait. Actually, he's not in the first one at all. not even in the first one. And Heather Graham was um, asked to do this movie, like, by Mike Myers personally. And she was actually in a really low point in her career and was Uh considering doing lesbian softcore porn. Hmm. Interesting. So Mike Myers maybe saved her life. Maybe. I don't know, but like, but I was obsessed with Heather Graham in this movie. That red beaded dress thing. Yeah, I need it still. Mm-hmm. And the way she like enters to American Woman, why these people are crazy dancing behind her. Yeah, Ugh. I loved it. She's always been a little too crazy eyed for me. Like where it's like a little distracting oh, I on I always screen. always it was like doe eyed, like a deer. Oh, I just I'm always like, Ugh. um. But yeah, this movie genius this movie like took the first one and amped it up whereas the third one took all the jokes from the second one and had a different time period pretty much it must have come out like spring-ish because i met Vern troyer this summer shook his hand it was a real weird it was kind of like a a little people tour this sounds really offensive now that that i'm saying saying it out loud but it was him and then it was the guy from willow (gasps) yeah and what? which Willow's not talked about enough. I'm just like crying thinking about it. Um, but yeah, I have a photo with Vern Troyer. Wow, I, I gotta find it. I'll have to have my mom find it. We for have me. to find this photo. And yeah, it's a. It was a time. I had the soundtrack. The soundtrack was huge for me. Beautiful Stranger by Madonna. Oh is yeah, one of my favorite Madonna songs. Period. Probably top three. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the mini me, Doctor Evil, just the two of us. I used to sing it in junior high when we go to basketball games. Um, okay. And also, because I'm always following a Spice Girls timeline. Yeah. This was a weird point. Jerry had left the year prior. Yeah. The two of them got married, mm. and they were working on a third album. So Scary Spice, Mel B as we know her, was now Mel G. And she is on the Austin Power soundtrack, covering Word Up. Oh yeah. It's not great, but I loved it. Weird. That is strange. Wait, why is she Mel G? Oh, because she got married. She married someone. Yeah. I forget his last name. I was like, wait, what? But she changed her name, I think. Changed back. Mel G, Mel B. I mean, she definitely goes by Mel B now. Yeah. Um, Okay, I'm going to, like, pivot slightly, but keep it in, like, an entertainment situation. Okay. Guys, you know what's coming. Freaks and geeks. Do we even need to talk about this I know. I was like, I started started writing things down, and then I was like, everyone's so annoyed of us talking about this. You know, again, Paul Feek. We know. We know. One season. It's not our fault. It's a perfect show. It's not our fault. It's a perfect show. What I actually want to say with this is that I argue, and I think a lot of people would, that this is the start of the golden age of television Mm. because you have Freaks and Geeks, which is like seminal of the whole thing. It's ushering in single cam, which is what everything is today. We have a little bit of multi-cam creeping back in, but... Everything up until this point, everything that is on against Freaks and Geeks on, like, network television is all multi-cam. This is, like, the middle of Friends, like, a lot of stuff going on. Sopranos comes out this year. The West Wing comes out this year. Okay. As well. And so it's like... These shows that kind of start to like change the game. And like The Sopranos kind of like changed HBO. HBO really like changed television. Like 1999 is like the start of it. And it's crazy to me that we're not even done. Like it's a slow roll. It's a 20 year situation to like, you have to have these people that. Sex and the City is happening, kind of. Yeah, but it's like these are the pay, this is the foundation of the golden age. And I saw actually Brian Cranston um, when uh, uh, James Gandolfini died, he tweeted that was like, there would be no Walter White without Tony Soprano. Yeah, absolutely. And I completely agree with that. And it's like, you start to see how, you know, even like Mad Men gets created. I mean, he was a Sopranos writer. You know, there's Mm -hmm. like all this stuff. But 1999, in my opinion, and I do think even though it was just a teen show, Freaks and Geeks is one of those foundation layers to the goodness of television now. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned West Wing. Yeah. So, Allison Janney's huge breakout year. Yeah. Because she's in Drop, Drop Dead, Dead Gorgeous, Gorgeous and the West Wing. Fans recognize her the most for Drop Dead Gorgeous. Love. Love that. Love those people. Her performance in it, perfect. A plus. Allison Janney, A plus, a plus perfect, yeah. period. In Done. life. Life. <laughs> um, okay, that's, I got, I'm like all a flutter about it. I know, I'm sweating, but I'm also wearing a sweater. But, what else? What do you got? I... Do I—I'm I'm 10, okay? You're 10. I'm 10. What am I watching? I'm still heavy into Nickelodeon. Obviously. As I should be. Yeah. But Nickelodeon at this point, I mean, I still loved it and watched it every day, but it was having this weird Rugrats resurgence where it was like, Rugrats was king, they did a movie, mm-hmm. Dill Pickles was in the— Yeah. In the world, it was not a huge fan of Dill. Oh. but <laughs> Good to know. Cat Dog came out the year prior, yeah. but that was really the only hit. Mm-hmm. Rocket Power came out this year. Yeah. Uh, what? Rocket Power. Mm-hmm. SpongeBob graced us with its presence. Here we go. In 1999. hmm So this show debuted after the 1999 Kids' Choice Awards. Ooh, hot slot. And I absolutely have to redo the winners because it was a time. <laughs> oh, yeah. This represents my childhood. I'm pumped. Here we go. Favorite movie? Rugrats movie. Okay. Obvious. Favorite actor and actress. Adam Sandler as Robbie Hart in the Wedding Singer. Okay. Drew Barrymore as Julia Sullivan in The Wedding Singer. Can we quick time out? I have we have not talked about this. The Goldbergs just did an episode that is the wedding singer. What? They straight up sliced in scenes from that movie. Wow, I will watch it. Oh, right, it's right like now. I'm stopping this A podcast. little disturbed. Like John Lovitz is in it. Like, <gasps> and it was like. Beverly Goldberg's, like, behind the scenes when he's singing, like, his audition. I am almost crying. They, they're on the <laughs> plane. Like, it's— What? It's crazy. Like, and it's—I don't know that it's done as well as it could be, but I was just like, how how, how, how did they get the rights to this? Like, how? it's wow. crazy. Time back in. You back uh, to you. Uh, Sorry. Uh, well, totally wedding, forgot about it. Wedding Stand Never Been Kissed, two of my top ten favorite yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew but that was 1998, That movie came out. Drew Barrymore won against Julia Roberts, Meg Ryan, and the Spice Girls. Wow. Heavy category. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite TV show, All That. Uh-huh. Favorite oh, TV yeah. actor, Kel Mitchell. Great. Favorite actress, Mary Kate and Ashley Olson for Two of a Kind. Love. Favorite cartoon, Rugrats. Wow. See? Rugrats. So we been. I was, was having a weird time. Mm-hmm. Favorite singer, Will Smith. Favorite music group, In Sync. Favorite song, Everybody, Backstreet's Back. Mm. Favorite athletes, male and female, Michael Jordan and Tara Lipinski. Wow. Favorite sports team, Chicago Bulls. Yeah, makes sense. Video game. <laughs> what are category categories? I love it. Sports team. Super Mario 64. Ooh. Beat out Crash Bandicoot. I have a problem with it. <laughs> Favorite animal star. Best category here. We've got Babe, Buddy of Airborne. I was going to say Buddy of Salem and Wishbone. Salem won. Really? Favorite book, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Can you believe? Mm -hmm. And JTT wins the Nickelodeon Hall of Fame Award. Well, yeah, because Home Improvement ends in 1999, so I get it. But, like, he hadn't even been on. What? No, I'm confused. Hall of Fame Award, what does that mean? I don't know. Reading the winners, I thought, wow, I had the perfect childhood. What a time to be alive. Yeah, and then you're rolling right into the premiere
1: Of Of Spongebob. SpongeBob.
0: Yes, and then the second episode comes out in, like, the middle of the summer, and I can't believe it's the second episode. It's called Bubble Stand and Ripped Pants. Mm. The song... Where he rips his pants, like oh. that's an iconic episode. That was in the second episode. Wow, of they came Bob. out hot. They came out so hot. <laughs> I loved this show. I had a huge like Patrick and SpongeBob like pillow stuff. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And an alarm clock with SpongeBob and Plankton that played the fun song mm. when you pressed it. Okay. So this show spoke to me. You had some Spongebob it, merch. Um, yeah, so the creator, Steven Hillenberg. He just passed away. He had just – he had started working on this show right after Rocco's Modern Life ended, and it makes so, much, so sense much sense. Because I think SpongeBob really pulled from, like, a Ren and Stimpy Rocco world, yeah. which we really needed because I love Rugrats, but that's all we were getting. Yeah, and uh, I think at the time, I feel like Rocco's Modern Life was underappreciated sort of in a mainstream capacity. Yes, absolutely. And it, it's, like, getting it sort of its due through SpongeBob in a lot of ways, yeah. like, the absurdity of it. Well, this show, obviously – a little popular. Um, <laughs> it's the highest rated series to ever air on Nickelodeon mm-hmm. and the most distributed property of MTV networks, Viacom, I assume. Yes. Um, as of late 2017, the franchise generated $13 billion in merchandising revenue for Nickelodeon. Just merchandise. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. So Still on. It can never end. It's got to be like Nickelodeon Simpsons. Like my, it just can't. My thing is like why do they even need to make new ones? Like you could just syndicate the hell out of it. And like Friends. And it's just going to make as much money. Because it's like I don't know if this came out in 1999 or 2017. They're, just, they're great. Yeah. Um, okay. I would like to take a quick little dip into a personal anecdote because I feel great. like my last one we have to like either end with or like it needs a little more time. So these are all kind of, like, what's happening in 1999 broadly. Mm. What's happening in 1999 in Edina, Minnesota, was some good, clean fun, also known as straight-up theft. So my friends and I were really, really into stealing, like, (laughs) public uh, works items cones, mm. the blinkies, stop signs. Stop, not stop signs because I would like require a screwdriver or something. Um but anything like we're really into like reconfiguring traffic like late night like you know whatever yes like some some things were happening but it was you were like knew you were cool and accepted if you woke up one morning and there was like a bunch of shit in your yard um and it was always a thing like the police would have to come because it it was like a little tragic because sometimes there'd be like some kid's big wheel that like got left outside and if you could like snipe it and get it in your car and put it in someone else's Mm -hmm. yard it was like kind of funny um but really big on stealing like lawn ornaments and one of them was this uh, how tall is this like three feet like a three and a half feet three and a half foot penguin (gasps) now there's someone's yard oh yeah was it for christmas no uh good question (laughs) never questioned it this penguin lived in the yard of our varsity soccer coach and they had a motion light and it was like kind of the coveted like you gotta get Can you get the penguin? Like, you know, the light's going to go on. Like, whatever. Again, so good, clean, like, innocent fun. This is Midwest small town fun. Yes. We're not drinking. We're not doing drugs. We're just, like, what are we going to do? We're bored. Let's meet at the gas station. Like, get our plan together (laughs) and then go steal some shit. sounds right. Yeah. So my, like, we got challenged, basically, to, like, whether or not we could steal this penguin. My one girlfriend and I finally did it one night. Like, got that penguin. It goes back and forth between our friends a couple of times. Cut to junior year, fall. You know, everyone's getting in the like, let me ask you to homecoming situation. Mm-hmm. I'm at my house, doing some homework, doorbell rings, go down to the door. Who's there but the penguin with a sign asking me to homecoming? Wow. I didn't go with the penguin. I went with a gentleman named Ben Krupnik, but he... That was used like a the proposal. Oh, oh, we were all a about thing. a proposal for everything. Real big, a lot of show. Okay. Um and so yeah, that it all resulted in like a lovely time, a lovely junior homecoming. Only bad thing about junior homecoming is that I loved my dress. It was like silver with a black overlay. No one told me to take photos of yourself beforehand so you could just like get a look <laughs> straight up wearing red underwear and with the flash of photography, you can 100% see my red underwear in every single photo. Wow. It's a real bummer. You couldn't see it without flash photography, but with flash photography, red unders. So just like a couple photos, you could see it. It's
1: oh, no no no. Oh no,
0: no, no, no. oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Not the mind. way we did photos. It was like okay. a whole thing. I have like 250 photos. It's a hot mess. And then my strap broke. Yeah. Real bummer. When I was in high school, obviously a different year, we were stealing ribbon magnets off of everyone's cars mm. and we like hit up a parking lot and just like go for it and then like we all put we put it all on one person's car oh yeah a lot but of that like, nobody needs those stupid no i mean i'm just. it's great that you are like fighting or believing in something but a ribbon <laughs> magnet's not gonna do much it's <laughs> just Natalie like Burris. stickers on a car yeah totally like, I don't need your political view on the back of a vehicle. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. We, like we did. It was real hot and heavy when there would be like a political campaign and you could steal all the signs mm, and then like yes. put them all in someone's yard. Real big thing. Okay. What do you have? While you were stealing, mm-hmm. I was being a wholesome youth. Yeah, it's fine. Playing with toys at my friend's house. Yeah. Okay. So the Furby. Ugh. I didn't have one. I did not either. They terrified I was, me. I was not allowed to have yeah, one. Yeah, because they're creepy and annoying.
1: Ooh, um, did I say that? Sorry, annoying people probably now, love them. but I
0: wanted one so bad at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember them getting banned at schools, much like Tamagotchis, yeah. but they were actually inspired by the Tamagotchi. Oh my gosh, I did so, not know. David Hampton and Caleb Chung went to like the big Toy Fair trade show in New York. Do we need to go? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they saw the Tamagotchi, and they were like, "This is great, but I I can't pet it," <laughs> like. I love taking care of this pet, but, like, I can't treat it like so. Oh, interesting. So they created the Furby, Mm -hmm. and they ended up striking a deal with Tiger Electronics. I think that's RIP. Is that gone? I think so. Maybe. They they did the Giga Pet, not the Tamagotchi. okay, okay. um, Which was then bought by Hasbro. Okay. So in 1998, they released, I think, in October, 1.8 million Furbies were sold. In 1999, 14 million Furbies were sold. Whoa. It was a Furby phenomenon. <laughs> McDonald's had Furnomenon. the Furbies. Oh, yeah. But they didn't do anything. They uh-huh. were just colorful. Yeah. They released Furby babies. My best friend Chelsea had a Furby. One day, I don't know if the batteries were low or what. You know how it speaks a Furbish language? Yeah. Where it's like partial gibberish as mm-hmm. it learns English yeah. words? I don't know. Which is creepy. Why is that a thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> started like it was possessed like speaking in tongues it was like linda blair <gasps> exorcist like well like and she threw it against the wall really hard and you just heard that like plastic battery <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. hit the wall and for years like up until high school it lived in its original box facing the wall <laughs> like it was banned we did not uh, trust the furby after yeah. that did you? Did your friends have one? Like, do you no, have any experiences with them? I have. N- I have very little experience. I feel like my younger cousins had them. Um, they kind of creeped me out. I did have a robot dog. Ooh, um, one of those. Yeah, and it would do a flip, which was like kind of cool. It it lost its luster real quick, I'm from sure. what I can remember. You're like, mm, you can't really. And it would like made that slow mechanical walk noise. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I don't have a ton of access uh, to Furbies at this point because I'm 17. and That would be weird. Um, I played, as you know, I think, I played Barbies until I was in junior high. Yeah. mm Because Barbies are cool. Yeah. And 1998... Late 1998, they released a Generation Girl series. Oh wait, I don't know it's about, about this. like six cool girls, six best friends, each one a star as their tagline. Wow, six is a lot. That's a tough group to keep together. Yeah, they have, they all have cool names. Well, there's Barbie, but then there's like Tori with an I. There's Chelsea with an I E. There's oh. Nichelle, my favorite, with an N. Nichelle? Nichelle. All right. Nichelle was my ultimate Barbie. <laughs> You were so fired up about Michelle. I know because she was my favorite Barbie for years. Huh. And my dog Mickey chewed her up one day <gasps> and I died. That bitch. A part of me is dead and has never recovered. Oh my god. <laughs> um so they went to a cool high school called International High. I don't know if they were from different countries. Oh. I never learned that because it is a book series that I never got into. I Interesting. Don't know. Uh-huh. But Nichelle was, I guess, a model, and it, she came with like a cool overall outfit and also a white like mini dress and heels. <gasps> Only in and like, a 1999. Film chair. Are you like she was a model? She came with a cool overall outfit. <laughs> And her hair, she was one of, I feel like, one of the first African-American Barbies to have more accurate hair. Mm, interesting. Um, but it was, like, beautiful and, like, put up and all of these, like, little curls. She was just the coolest Barbie. I loved her so much. But I guess the series ended in 2001 because International High <laughs> was supposed to be located in New York. In the high school, International High, was a football field away from the World Trade Center. Oh, what? no. Things got dark. Wow, things went really dark for Generation Girl yeah. and me personally. And you personally. Wow. Tough. But fun fact about Generation Gen- Girl, Barbie. Now I need to know, we need to post some photos of Nichelle. Oh. Okay. We, just like we would be remiss if we did not mention all the great teen movies of 1999, we would be remiss if we did not talk about the pop domination and the teen heartthrobs of the music scene in 1999 Again, where do you start? I, I it's like, overwhelming. It's overwhelming. So, let me just read you like the top songs okay. really quickly. Believe by Cher. Ugh. That video that make that green whoo. No Scrubs by TLC. I want to talk about fan mail. Yes. Angel of Mine by Monica. Yes. Heartbreak Hotel Whitney Houston. <sighs> Baby One More Time Britney Spears. I'm only going to do Huge. 10. Kiss me, sixpence none the richer. Obvious. Genie in a bottle. Christina Aguilera. Yep. Every morning, sugar ray. All right, all right. Nobody's supposed to be here. Deborah Cox, mm. underappreciated song. I like it. Uh, Live in Loco. loca. an explosion like, of 1999. I have to do 11 because I love this song so much and no one ever freaking talks about it. Yeah, I love it. Where's my girls at? Yeah, where my girl at? 702. 702. Like great hot jam. But J Lo also. Oh, Ricky that was Martin, the year. Enrique.
1: 1999
0: on. was the year she became a singer. And then you get, like, you know, everything in here also. Then you get, like, smooth creeps in at the end of 99. Okay. Also a little has that same kind of oh, sound. Oh, yeah, definitely like With some Santana. Latin. Santana. Unpretty TLC, 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 like, blowing fan it Fan mail. Up. I had I had Crazy Sexy Cool mm-hmm. in first oh, yeah. grade, first yeah. or second grade. It's one grade. of my favorite albums. And then they had taken like a five-year hiatus because they, like, the, they weren't getting the money. Mm-hmm. They had all those problems. Yeah. Watched the VH1s movie. Yeah. It's good. But Fan Mail came out in February of 1999 with all of those hits. For some reason, my personal favorite was Silly Ho. Oh, Did not mm-hmm. know what that meant. Yep, great. But I loved it. Um, the music video changed my life. Hype Williams. All the time So much fisheye still the going reflecting on. reflecting outfits, which are at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. <gasps> I saw them. Uh-huh. It was just such... It was their comeback, and they were so strong. And during this recording of this album, they were offered a little hit song that they said no to. Mm-hmm. Are you going to... What is that song? Baby One More Time? Yeah. So T-Boz was like... I like the song the song is fine but I'm not going to sing about someone hitting me. It's not for TLC and I was I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Britney Spears will do it. Yep, Britney Spears will do it and she- she'll become a star. So I got down a rabbit hole of my love Britney. Um we haven't talked about the fact she just posted she had to cancel her whole Vegas Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, she had Why? um her father is very ill. Oh, no. I know. it's it's very upsetting over. It was like over the holidays she posted it's the domination uh it's not a tour because she stays there but she had to cancel it because to you know take care help take care of her dad Mm -hmm. but baby one more time so the song comes out in 1998 the single the album drops january 12th 1999 we just had the 20th anniversary of it and like shit goes crazy Crazy. Like, the scandal around this video of, like, oh, like, the sexy Catholic school girl and, like, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. When you watch this video, she looks 12 years old. Yeah. Like, she's kind of, like, soft. You know, like, Britney gets, like, real hard-bodied later on. And she's, you know, she's a 15-year-old girl. like, Or she's – at the time, she's 17 because I think she's, like, 12, 13 months older than me or something like that. And she's wearing – in the final scenes, these Abercrombie pants that, no joke. Yeah, with the sports bra. Yeah. Everyone I know had, and except me. They're, Ugh. like, red, and they have blue. Like, I want those now. I know. Me too. And this is also... A year where you get, like, pop country, you get Shania Twain, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Yeah. That don't impress me much. And this is where we start to get Eminem, which, like, if you ever listen to Pop 2K on Sirius, you forget how much Eminem there is in the early 2000s. Yeah, it's true. This is where it starts with My Name Is in 1999. But it was just, like, you get I Want It That Way by the Backstreet I Boys. I can't like, believe that was 1999. I know. It's, also, just... It was the rival of the rivalry of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And 90 98 degrees, degrees came in with there. those mock turtlenecks. Yeah. And Summer Girls LFO was 19. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just. And on the female side, not only do you have Britney, you have Christina breaking mm-hmm. out. And you, you have, have Candy. You have Candy by Mandy Moore <gasps> and Jessica Simpson. It was a lot. It was a lot. This is the kind of the start of low light Jessica Simpson when she gets a little like edgier and I'm I here mean, for it. Every. I feel like every, like, pop star gets kind of a rivalry or, like, someone trying to do the same thing. Brandy Monica? Come yeah, on. but it just doesn't play well today like it did in the 90s. You know why? Twitter, social media takes a mean turn because people, like, pile on and then everyone's fans are, like, dicks and ruin it. You know what I mean? Like, if is trying to just, like, have a little pop, you know... Situation with someone else. All of her fans are like, "I'll kill you," and it's like, Ugh. "I know." Like, why can't you just enjoy it? Why all? can't you just like like you're all the music? Yeah, you have to stand social. Me- you have to stand. Social media ruined it in a lot of ways, and we can't have enough of a good thing anymore. That's true. You know, it's like you got because everyone's like, "Oh, and Sync is like a rip off of Backstreet Boys," and then it's like, but "Wait, like, are they? Better? They have the same manager." Yeah, and they were the developed because like. Chris Kirkpatrick did not get into Backstreet Boys, and he was like, hey, can you make another band? Yeah. And that's how we got into that's how NSYNC. We, and great. The world is just as good because of yeah. it. Yeah. We needed both. We're not even talking about Black. You remember Black? Yeah. Ooh, they, With a Q? They were in Bring It On. Oh, man. One of them died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, this all of the jam. There were so many jams. Like, it's J-Lo? what I still listen to. J-Lo. J-Lo. She's not J-Lo yet. She was Jennifer Lopez. She was Jennifer Lopez. Also, um, Amazed by Lone Star, mm-hmm. Going Back to Country. Oh, yeah. A lot also of that. Also known as Song of Summer 2018, according to me and two friends. <laughs> also known as, like, a lot of people's first wedding dance. Yes. And, like, uh, whenever. But... Mambo number 5. Yeah. Was 1999. Blue. I'm blue. Eiffel 65. Len, Steal My Sunshine.
1: Dead. I love that song, love that song still. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Macy Gray's album with mm-hmm. "I Try," it's uh, too much. It's overwhelming. It's also just so crazy to think about how all of these pop songs are songs I listen to on the regular now. today. And yeah. I I don't know if that's every year of the '90s, but 1999 specifically. Yeah, listen to all of these songs more than I don't know. Beatles, "Let It Be." Okay, yeah. no, totally, it's fine. So I think all in all, again, I'm going to touch base on the article that I mentioned at the beginning, but you had you said something, and I thought it was very smart, like it, speaking specifically about like the teen movies. But I think really what's happening here is this is like the convergence of technology, pop culture, economic prosperity, because like things are going okay, and change in the cultural conversation. And this article is making the argument that like what we think about teenagers today is because of what happened in 1999 and what that ushered in. Okay. Completely agree. Bizarre. Bizarre. Insane. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Um, and I'm sweating, but I'm in love. I'm happy. We might have to carry some more highs into the lows next week because I feel like there's just a couple maybe we missed. Oh, probably. Uh, but if we did, let us know. Let us know what you loved about 1999. What were you doing? Were you stealing? Yeah, were you stealing? <laughs> and then, like, all of my friends who listen, like, tell me what I'm forgetting because, like, a lot was going on. But I'll find some red underwear photos that we can post on Instagram. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> I'll find my Vern Troyer photo. I'll find a bunch of stuff. All right. It'll be great. So follow us on social. Um, And so until next week, Bye. bye.